Welcome into episode 34 of the Nerd Mosh Pit. On this episode, we are going to be talking about Solo, the E3 hype, is it real? And also some new Netflix shows and some Nintendo Switch games, Wizards of Legend shout out. Uh, thank you all so much for liking, commenting, subscribing. We really do appreciate you all for all the love and support you give us. And also, we really can't thank you enough for all the five-star reviews you've left us, as well as the follows on Twitter and and if you'd like to join in the conversation, remember to check us out on Twitter at NerdMoshPit. We really can't tell you how much we appreciate it and all the feedback we've been getting on the show. So thank you very much, and we hope you enjoy the episode. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Turn it up to 11. Does anybody know what show we're on right now, by the way? 38? 39? What's happening? 33, 30, right? 33. No, is it? 33! Episode 33. Welcome in, everybody. How you doing? 23, Trace. Doing fine. Nice. Nice. I like Spanish, Nick. That's impressive. It, it wasn't horrible, considering you live in Texas your whole life. So. <laughs> you still don't know how to roll that R, do you? <laughs> no, it's impossible, Me neither. man. Me neither. It's okay. You can go up in Southern California and still not know how to do that. That R rolling is tough, man. Yeah, you, can be married. you can be married to a Mexican woman. It's a long time to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Says both of you. All right. Funny. So, 33, how's life, gentlemen? Man. How's it been since last week? Last week? Last two weeks, you mean? Has it, ah, whatever it's been. It has been two weeks, yeah. Gosh, it's been a while. My life's I mean, been hectic as shit. We did a live cast for Malice Core. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. There was that whole thing. <laughs> Speaking of, they, uh, they, they want to know if we want to be back on uh, next Friday as well, because mess is taking off again. Yep. Mm, no guarantees on my end. Um, I've got a, uh, I've got a company picnic on Saturday. Father's Day is Sunday. I've got a pack, and I've got to do homework because I'm leaving town Monday. So, so Kenny's out, but Nick is in. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I'll try. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll try. I'm not you shouldn't. Never, I don't I even worry a, about it, dude. I had a lot of fun actually. So. Yeah, you can. You're more than welcome to be on if you can make it, but don't worry about it. Don't sweat it at all. And I know you won't, so it's all good. I'm down like a clown, Charlie Brown. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I'll let them know as we're recording this episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in as we chat about well, our so schedules we, are next we week. Are we not going to regular record then? Are we just going to do the, a video recording? Because if we pull that, then I might be able to pivot. No, we're going to do a regular recording because I'll have caught up to Westworld by then. So. Oh, man. And so also, it's have... when's the finale? When's Westworld finale? Uh, we got another two weeks. Is it two weeks? weeks? Okay. Cool. Yeah, what, what are we on? Episode seven? Yeah, so we got three more episodes. Is this a yeah, guaranteed like, ten season, or is this an eight show like it's, Game of Thrones? It's a, it's a ten season. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. So, <clears throat> well, as we get into it, then we've got we've got TV shows, we've got some movies, we've got video games. I've got some video games, anyways. Uh, anything like wild and amazing happen? Any big nerdgasms, disappointments, rants, anything of that nature? Well, I, I finally saw Solo, and that was a pretty big nerdgasm for me. Yeah, did you like it? Dude, I, I loved it. Like, I, I went in with the right expectation to where I knew it was like, don't go in there thinking it's going to be the greatest Star Wars film ever. Dude. Think of it as a standalone movie. Go in there and just 
it's going to be okay. And then I was blown away, and it went above my expectations. But by no means was it the best Star Wars movie ever. But it, I was impressed. They should have. They should not. They shouldn't have not called it. They should have been not called it Solo and just called it Millennium Falcon, a Star Wars story, and then it would have been a better movie. Dude, I'm. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I had so much damn fun watching the solo movie i loved almost every second of it i actually so me and my wife don't get out much anymore and i'm like hey let's, and she's like let's go to the movies this week and i was like fuck yeah i just bought the tickets and i sent her a screenshot of solo and i'm like okay everything's cool she's down to see solo okay and then on the way there she goes what are we seeing again i was like we're seeing solo <laughs> And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? She was so, like, <laughs> so get this. So she was so, like, not upset, but just like, man, we're really going to see that, you know? And I'm like, no, no, it's not It's not your typical Star Wars movie. It's going to be okay, I promise. And we walked out of it, and she was like, I really like that. And I was like, that's so awesome. Nice. Like, you know, that's so good. Like, you know, uh, I everything about that movie I love. The guy who played Han Solo, I mean, he wasn't perfect, but... You know, I I accepted it that that was a young solo. Uh, Donald Glover fucking killed it as smooth ass Lando. Oh, as Lando, yes, he did a perfect job doing that. Murdered it. I mean, he did so good of just playing, just playing the smooth guy, man. And then uh, Woody Harrelson was such a nice like refresher in the Star Wars universe. You know, he did great too. And and I just I genuinely loved the movie. It's like Woody Harrelson can't do any wrong right now. Like he, he's on fire right now. Dude, he, I feel like he's been on fire for years. I mean, he's almost everything he's in. I usually really like. He's been the, killing uh, since he got into like Hunger Games, dude. Yeah, yeah right? he, he's a man. On I think, I think, right I think ever since True Detective hit on HBO, he just has not been stopped yeah, since. Absolutely, absolutely. That that's a good way to put it. And Zombieland too. He did really. Good Zombieland. Zombie. Zombieland was yes. I think right before True Detective. So that that yeah. yes, absolutely. But, like he um, does not have an Oscar yet, correct? No, does not. I think he's on the verge of doing that if he keeps on going down this hot streak. That he he's lost. On. He lost to Sam Rockwell this year for uh, three billboards in Western and whatever Missouri. That's right. Yeah, his I co-star billboards in Ebby, Missouri. He's yeah, been, but Rockwell been, deserved it though. Yeah, Rockwell did. He's been nominated for three Academy Awards, four Golden Globes. Um, but uh, only nominated. So I mean, that's he's, too bad. He, I, I can. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna say it right here, right now, that he is a year or two away from getting an Academy Award because and he's on fire. That's all depending on the movies. But all that means is we know that Nick Cage is still a better actor than he is because he has an Academy Award uh, and Weddy Harrelson doesn't. Uh, uh, absolutely. I, mean, <laughs> I can't argue with that. Can't argue uh, with it. I just... mean, hello guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, the so aca- the Academy all... says so. Of course, yeah. it all depends on the movies he takes, but, I mean, if he picks the right one, I mean, I could see it happening within two years, and I'm calling it right now. But yeah, I'm sure I'll give you that. So, so it was so funny. So as we were, like, walking into the theater, I wanted to try to give my wife a little, like, refresher on the Star Wars universe. I wanted to say, hey, like, Han and Londo are, like, a pretty big thing in the universe, and there's this thing uh, called, like, the Kessler Run and stuff. And she was like, don't spoil it for me. I was like, I'm not. I'm telling you what happens in Star Wars, which is after this. And she's like, no, no, don't tell me anything. You know, and then, like, we got in the car, and I got to explain to her, like, you know, the Kessler Run is, like, a big, like, Star Wars lore thing. Like, 
it's it's always mentioned and it's it's what he's always been known it's what for. he brags about it's it's what yeah. he brags no one else brings it up except for him yeah he always brags about the kessel run and references it in the uh it was four five and six yeah no but it was so cool to see like the origins of that to see him get his gun and and to see him you know becoming a smuggler and i i just i loved every second of it i was so glad i spent the money on it yeah, and that so I I have three very minor blips on my radar and about the film. Other than that, I really enjoyed it because I got all those firsts. All Han has always been my favorite character in Star Wars, hands down, my favorite guy ever. When I was a kid, I four, five, and six, I could quote every single line of Han Solo's in those films as a kid. No movie running anything. I could just recite every one of them. And to watch him get his weapon, his first time behind the Falcon, um, first time in the Falcon, first time flying the Falcon with Chewie, first time meeting Chewie, like those oh, were great. all of those big iconic moments. Him shooting first, like those are those things that right there. That was so cool. That was such a, like when that happened. I was ah, like, oh, yeah. it was so and good. Was like, and my wife's like, "Why do you do it?" And I went, "Han shoots first. And Han she just like looked first. at me, and I'm like, "Han shoots first." <laughs> Han <laughs> shoots first. <laughs> Uh, so that's what always the thing. To? Towards the end oh, of the what, desert, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shoots Woody's character. Yeah. So yeah. my I, the, my little things though is actually I I did have a little bit of a gripe with Donald Glover as Lando because when he kind of gives pours his heart out when his droid gets killed, um, I, I didn't buy that at all. Like I, I don't think that's yeah, Lando. I, that's not that Lando. Was... Like that, that hurt me a little bit inside because I think Donald Glover did such a good amazing job. As being that suave, debonair, space, you know, kind of scoundrel. And he killed it. Like, even all his different shirts in the Falcon, you know, the Hawaiian version. Like, that stuff was great. Like, that was so yeah. slick and smooth. I loved it. Um, but, yeah, that moment right there. Also, I didn't like how they gave him the, the name Solo. I, I didn't like that whole, like, Empire, you know, desk clerk, like, Han, well, solo it is. It's no one's with you. Where, where, where? And then yeah, I was hoping it would be a little bit different than that, as just, far as you know, how the name was revealed. But let Han come up with it or something, you know? Like let him be the guy yeah, that says. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like that. I kind of like that. I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of corny, but I, I, yeah. I And it. once again, these are minor blips. These are minor yeah. blips. Like, they're not, like, big rants or anything like that. Because, honestly, I really did enjoy the film. I, I walked out of there with a huge smile on my face. Like, yes, we got to see all of those moments that make Han Han. And my third one, though, and, and this is the one I've been getting a lot of uh, flack with, is I did not like them putting Darth Maul in the film. No, that was stupid. And I don't even understand the point in that. It was so that was forced it seemed well the so the tv show rebels the animated show rebels on disney xd uh the like last two seasons darth maul was a pretty big villain in that show and that was kind of a shout out to him like mentioning in the show that he was head of a crime syndicate but why crime syndicate when he you know now he's the head of the biggest crime syndicate in the galaxy which is the red sun or red dawn whatever it was like that just didn't make sense to me and, and you're right nick i i thought it felt really forced i would have liked to have seen them try just something a little different with it um to make it something a little more impactful like i loved amelia um amelia clark's character and if she would yes. have been like his assassin like she would if she would have been like master maul like solo beat me to killing the man when i, I almost had him myself but he's dead no matter what and he's like 
good young apprentice. Now, time for the next syndicate to fall. Like, I would have loved so, to have seen some shit like that. So, does he like come back to life in the in the? Yes. So yeah. he he okay. uses all of his powers of the force to hold on to life after episode one, and then is reconstructed and given those metal legs and stuff like that. And ends up you know kind of rebelling against the Sith and taking over you know certain portions and and tries to. Um, you know, in Rebels, they talk a little bit more about it, too. But, I mean, he ends up having, like, a brother. And, you know, like, it's weird, dude. It's it's a very... Darth Maul got the Boba Fett treatment where he got this huge backstory and all these huge stories and, and grew a huge fan base. But had, you know, very minuscule, um, not really meaningful time on screen. Well, he had more meaningful time than Boba Fett did where he actually killed Qui-Gon. But... Uh, there was nothing really else to Maul. He didn't really get through any other films, obviously, but he has a huge backstory. He has a lot of background, you know, and he, and he's a character people really, really like, um, in those universes. It's just, I I felt it was forced, honestly. Yeah. Besides Qui-Gon Jinn, Darth Maul was my favorite part of episode one. Like the double, double bladed lightsaber. I thought it was freaking awesome. Oh, it was super hyped, but they should have kept him alive for at least an episode or two and let him be in like the bad Sith apprentice or something. Like that would have been dope to have more Maul in those movies. Like, yeah. Episode two is immediately better if Darth Maul lives, escapes, and Obi Wan Kenobi's trying to hunt and kill him. Yeah, that's true. That would have been you know, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to start, I'm, I'm writing, I'm writing fan fiction scripts all over right now. So they'll be everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, well. it de- but as far as, um, what was the part that I was thinking of? Oh, Amelia Clark's character, character of Kira. What did you, what did you think of her? She was really coy at the beginning. Like I didn't, I was fine with her. her. I was very fine with her. No, I, I, I love the character, but she was, like, really coy at first, and then you kind of see more and more, and then Woody Harrelson's character is like, yeah, I don't trust her, but never really kind of reveals, like, why not to trust her. They never really got into it. But then it seems at the end that she feels that there's no other way for her to survive without being in this crime syndicate that she's gone too far and that there's no way that she can get out alive well because woody woody's character probably knew that she was from even higher than the guy that they were dealing with like with darth maul and stuff that's why he said don't trust her she didn't get her way to the top by sleeping there she probably did a lot of dirty and dastardly shit to get there yeah i I didn't like the end i was like that could have just totally been left out and that would have been okay (laughs) like no one would have even bad an eye if that whole little section was just gone yeah you know like i said there's a lot of ands if and what's and buts but like i said overall and i'm glad you guys agree with me i really enjoy the film i think people should go out and watch the film it's getting a lot of shit right now um there's even rumors of it you know kathleen kennedy you know being so disappointed with the film that they're you know she they're trying to push her out um, as producer of some of these flicks, which I just think is re- the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So they're making more big of news, the solo big ones? News. Yeah, it's it's oh. it's the craziest thing. Anyways, but so uh, are, are they making more of the solo movies? I don't know if they're gonna make more solo. Well, they're gonna make more uh, of the anthology flicks. Yeah, the anthology films are still getting made. Like they've already got. Uh, once, once again, Obi is still on the way, supposedly, as well as Boba Fett. So, 
But yeah, they're thinking they're thinking the they're thinking that Boba Fett stuff could be the solo too, you know. But they don't really. Once again, th those are all rumors. Those you know, those are all what's in the works, but nothing official, solid yet. Well, I mean, that that's the problem. And I, I read some articles on this. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, it only made a hundred million in the opening weekend," and I'm like. That's damn good for a movie, but it's not good enough for a Star Wars movie. Yeah, exactly. Because well, I guess Rogue One made like two hundred million in the first weekend. Yeah, they never advertised for it though. Like, they didn't advertise for shit. Well, they didn't know, advertise until the very end. At the very end, they started advertising, but they didn't do a big job of it. You're right. It was too little, too late, and I mean, that's why it failed at the box office. And for me, you know, I don't really see people shitting on the movie. They're just freaking out that a bunch of people didn't go to the movie theaters the opening weekend. And I think overall, it's it's not, I don't know, man. I mean, like, it's kind of like, what do you expect from, you can't expect every single movie you put out to make you $300 million on the opening weekend. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. So here's the thing, though. Solo internationally, worldwide, has done over a quarter of a billion dollars. It's already done like $270 million. Um, it costs like two fifty to make. But right? th that's the thing, though, is two fifty to make plus all the advertising they did put into it. They're still at a negative loss right now, according to Disney, of like eighty million dollars. Which, when you think about it, in another week or two, will all have been made already. You know, but they they just want to see those returns now. They want to see those returns in the first week, two weeks tops. Yeah. but I mean that's just that's kind of sucks because I I don't think I don't feel like. I mean, it's hard to say it wouldn't be because it's a Star Wars film, but I don't think that film should have been held to that requirement. It was not an episodic Star Wars film. Hey, man, every series has its Temple of Doom, and this was definitely the Star Wars Temple of Doom, where it's going to be loved. It's it's a great film. It'll stand up. It makes sense where it's at. It just it wasn't it wasn't a sensation at the box box office, and that's okay. I just I don't understand why anybody would shit on it and call themselves a Star Wars fan because. We're all Star Wars fans. I mean, I know Matt and I much more so than Kenny. No, Kenny's actually a big fan of Star Wars. So. Kenny, I'm, you... I'm a fan of Star Wars, but I just don't. I don't like have it memorized at the back of my hand like everyone else. I don't. I mean, <laughs> you don't have I, a. You don't. don't ha are you telling me you don't have a corner of your house filled with lightsabers like me? Nope. No. Oh, okay. I'm well, not, that, maybe that's I'm not a diehard. I'm just not. I'm not. I, I love it. It's cool, but it's, it doesn't run my life. <laughs> I, I don't think it's fair for people to give it that much criticism because I thought it was really well done. Me neither. I, I enjoyed I the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it, it was meant to be anything like that. That was going to be. It, it, it was similar to a Rogue One. It was something different, and I love the fact that I didn't see a Force reference or a lightsaber battle. I fucking loved that because Star Wars is great, but sometimes that's a little hokey. And it's so cool to see something in the universe that's different enough but related enough to still fall in that that universe. I thought it was I thought it was if someone told me you want to rewatch Solo or Episode 8, I'd be like, "Give me Solo." Like, that's fine. Like, I'm, I don't want to watch Episode 8 again. I want to watch Solo again. Although Darth Maul does whip out his lightsaber. That's it, but th that was just put in to make fanboys happy. Yeah, yeah, that was for pure nerd boner and nothing else. There's no reason for that to happen. No, it was very forced, like we said earlier. It really didn't have to be put in there. Yeah. Well, so and the other thing that, you know, for me is like, you know, honestly, they they talk about, you know, 
these films, Star Wars films have to make all this money. They have to be these big things and do all these big moments and make all this money. But here's the thing. This was released, I mean, about a month away from Avengers Affinity War as well as Deadpool 2. There were a lot of other things to pull people, especially like in the summer, away from this film. And like, normal Star Wars films, they get released in December when it's like nothing, nothing going yeah. on except Star Wars. Star Wars is the yeah. only thing in the theater around that time. Yeah, pretty because no one wants to compete with Star Wars. Yeah, because no one wants to mess with it. it. I mean, what Jurassic World comes out this weekend, right? Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic World comes out next, but this week was. Um, Hotel Artemis. I actually watched Hotel Artemis and it was good. I actually really liked it. That honestly. does look good. Well, that does look good. I, I, you know, here's the other thing with Hotel Artemis is, I'll, and I'll talk about it a little bit later. Good film, not great film, but I, I, I was very happy with the world it took place in, and like I said, I'll talk about that a little later. But like I said, Solo, Solo, it's not like they were had this like three, four week moment where it was just them. I mean, Deadpool 2 hit the theaters a week prior to Solo and Avengers Affinity War is still in theaters, you know, after three really strong weeks of yeah. killing it, you know, and it's still doing really well, so. Yeah, and I mean, um, I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I noticed it just when working at a movie theater, you know, growing up, it was, it was, there were strategic times to put movies out and, they may have chosen a time that wasn't perfect, but it was perfect for me because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so, I 100% agree. Um, to kind of transient off this, you want me to chat a little E3? I got a really good kind of article pulled up. What do you got of... for us from E3, so, Kenny? So I, I have a big article that kind of goes over the confirmed games that are going to be E3 mm-hmm. and then the rumored games. Okay. Still it. So some of the confirmed games, uh, real quick, there is another Assassin's Creed. It's called Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's supposed to take place in Rome. Okay. And it's supposed to be a sequel to Origins, um, which is good because I actually played a little more Origins uh, last week when I could, and I'm still really loving the game. And, Nick, as soon as you um, come up on some money, you've got to pick that up on sale because you you have the biggest nerd boner over that game ever. I already have it. I was gonna say I thought oh. Nick already had it. Odyssey or the Origins? Origins. Origins. I got it. Oh, really? When? Uh, I got it a, a week or two ago. He got oh, it. Okay. He got it a couple episodes back. Oh, well, that was like eight episodes. Well, I haven't had the chance to play it yet because I still need to beat Far Cry Five, and then I got sucked back into Skyrim doing all these side missions. <laughs> You're still playing. <laughs> Dude, there's so much to do, man. Man, you are the guy that Bethesda loves. That like, he's never gonna leave the game. We'll just sell him one every five years, and we'll be good. <laughs> um, uh, I adopted a child. I built the house. <laughs> oh, kept on adding job. on to that house. Uh, so there, um, it has been confirmed that Anthem will be there. That like Mass Effect yeah. flying weird no, game. That looks pretty badass, um, actually. Uh, Battlefield Five, Beyond Good and Evil Two, the new Call of Duty, which you know what's new. Um, uh, Dead or Alive Six, which eh, uh, Death Stranding. The Hideo Kojima project. Yep. With uh, what's his name from Walking Dead? So that'll be interesting. With Daryl. 
Yes. Uh, Fallout 76 as well will be there. That's been confirmed by Bethesda, obviously. Do we need to talk on that? Because we don't really know anything about it. So here's the thing. So I don't know if... I don't think they've dropped any gameplay or anything on it yet. We just got that one t trailer. It's like a little over a minute. So it's kind of teaser. The, form the formal Bethesda panel is on Sunday. It's Sunday. So this Sunday. So then. we'll have it shortly. Yeah, the teaser which was, was like, nice. what, like five seconds long? No, it was like it's a minute 20. Oh, yeah, it seemed like it was five. It was, it was decent. It, it was just showing a vault. It gave a lot of it. Basically, what it did, it set the time. You know, it set Vault seventy six. What our timeline was in twenty twenty six, I think, is what it was. And you know, kind of, it just gave us all of our timelines, basically, of where we're at, what we are, um, but nothing about what we're really doing, anything like that. Besides the rumor of um, open world online, supposedly. So, opening this world up, kind of treating it like a like a destiny style game or maybe even close to something like a mon how monster hunter runs i mean that that sounds really cool to me or rust yeah, I, I think rust was I, the other big comparison it had daisy yeah, rust and daisy people are saying it's yeah. kind of like a rust game like a real like survival online mmo kind of game and you know i mean it, don't get me wrong i fallout is one of my favorite franchises of all time I uh, you can't put on any soundtrack of Fallout and me not smile. I just genuinely have loved those games, but I really think we deserved an Elder Scrolls before this. Well, um, and this Fallout is what 4, this is like just came out like yeah. what, two years ago, and I mean Elder Scrolls has been since eleven, right? So it's been seven years. Like, come on, it's well, overdue. That's my worry, though, is I'm thinking this this seventy six is going to get the Fallout New Vegas treatment, where we're not going to get like that big baddie of a game. We're kind of getting the the reskin. Here's some more areas. And hopefully we get a little bit of a different style of gameplay, which will be cool. But uh, it's seventy six came out really quick, like, and I agree with you, Kenny. It, it that's the my that's my biggest concern. But overall, it's one of those things where uh, if you're gonna trust in a developer to put out a kick ass game, I'm gonna trust Bethesda to do it. So. And I mean, uh, did they did they do a confirmation that it is the people who made New Vegas? That's the rumor I've heard too. Is that the people who made New Vegas? Are obsidian right that they're yeah. on board for 76 so yeah i mean that could be but you know i love new vegas so i love new know, vegas but the release of it was the one of the shittiest buggiest things i've ever been a part of yeah, yeah and we we had to you know we had to get patched for a month almost a month and a half before that game At actually least. ran smooth and did yeah. something for us so yeah. um so, um, so we're, well, I'll keep going through this real quick. Uh, they're talking about Fortnite. Yeah, no shit. Everyone loves Fortnite. Kingdom's Heart th <clears throat> Kingdom Hearts 3. My baby. Now, you want to talk about songs that make me smile every time I hear them. Throw on some Kingdom Hearts for Matt, and I'm in. I need to go through and, like, play through Kingdom Hearts I cannot Hearts too. wait for 3. This has been one of my most anticipated games in the last five yeah. years, for sure. Um, Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, baby. Mega Man, Mega Man 11 has yep. been confirmed. Uh, Mega Man. Another Persona game, yep. uh, Rage 2. Obviously, mm -hmm. we've seen the trailer. And I'm... Oh, yeah. Walmart in Canada ruined it, right? Yeah. Well, they oh, just no. re they released some news of it, but they did they release a trailer of Rage 2 yet? Yeah, they released I sent it to you guys. It's got AGWK playing in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did show yeah. us that. You did. Yeah, yeah. Um, another Persona game. Uh, we've got some more Pokemon games. 
Yeah, Pokemon um, Go, yeah. Go Pikachu and Go Eevee. And then also the Switch Pokemon game, which they have not given us anything on, which is supposed to be at... That's going to be Nintendo's big E3, supposedly, besides a possible more revelation of Metroid Prime 4 and Super Smash Brothers. But I think we'll get Super Smash and we'll get these these Pokemon games and, that, and that'll be Nintendo's uh, drop the mic moment. Eevee is Eevee backwards. One sec, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's my lame comment of the podcast. Uh, I don't think it is, but it's. I think it, when you say it, it is. But when it, I was actually spelled, I don't believe it is. So. I think I think it's a E V E. E. There's so two E's. E's. There's two E's. There's two E's. Well, hold on. Go and Google it. It's E V E E. I'm googling it right now. I, I, I thought it was one of those things that no. backwards. Oh, it is double e, double E V E double E V E. Oh, it is. You're right. You win. I don't. I guess I don't play enough attention to EV games. Uh, but you know, and that's the cool thing. So uh, the nice thing about this, though, the, the couple of things, and, and I'll talk a little bit about some of these Pokemon games that got released too. Um, I, I think these will be. You know, I think I honestly, I'm. A, I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of Metroid Prime Four, if anything at all, because I think Nintendo's going to try to hold us over with these big Pokemon game announcements. And then, because Pokemon doesn't usually get, like, big Sorry. E3 sections, you know? Like, that's not, like, Pokemon and E3 are not usually tied in with each other because a lot of Pokemon games are handheld. So the fact that we're going to get console versions with Pokemon EV Go and uh, Pokemon Pikachu Go, um, or Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, I should say, um, you know, there are some really cool things about those, but the things I care about most with those is I want to see how they're going to tie in to that big main feature of Pokemon that's going to be on the console. Yeah. And for me, one of the cool things, though, is they've showed a lot of footage of the Eevee, let's go Eevee and let's go uh, Pikachu, is the bat. So this is like, it's going to kind of be a similar style like Pokemon Go, where you're actually throwing the Pokeballs and not just kind of using them like for select screens, but you're going to get battles, yeah. you know, you're going to get kind of that standard gameplay as well. But one of the cooler features I saw was they released um, an announcement of the, um, it's called the Pokeball Plus. And it's literally you play with a Pokeball in your hand and the little like white piece that you would normally click on to make the Pokeball bigger is a joystick that you move your character around in the game. You catch a Pokemon by like, you know, mocking the throw at the TV. And once you have it in your Pokeball, you can take that Pokemon, that Pokeball plus controller with you on the go. And it like counts your steps. It helps your Pokemon grow. It grows closer to you. You can like play with it out in the real world. Um, just a really kind of, I don't know if that's going to be a gimmick or something that'll actually be a really cool feature of this game. Um, yeah, I, I wonder how that works with like connectivity and all that. Like, would you have to be on the internet? But honestly, here's the thing: this is like ever since I've picked up a Game Boy and played, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue. This is like the ultimate dream of like I think for me and most Pokemon fans here is to have Pokemon on the go in a better format than just what was sliding a Pokeball at Pokemon out in the world with through AR. This yeah. is actually a game that you can kind of play. You're going to have those motions and to have a Pokeball on you that actually has like a digital character in your hand. I mean, if it's done right, 
this could be something that's so badass. This could take AR, you know, kind of features and connectivity and that technology to the next level because it's going to have such a big title like a Pokemon behind it. Like this could be crazy killer if it's yeah. done the right way. Without the accidents. <laughs> Uh, no, I think there'll be a lot more because I think there'll be a lot yeah. of like I think there'll be a lot of uh, <laughs> of the uh, the Joy Cons going through people's windows out in the world. So okay, um, another game. But you actually uh, had car accidents with the Pokemon Go. Like, oh yeah, you actually had people dying. Like I I had a, I was in Dallas playing Pokemon Go, like running through like parks and like school parks and school recess <laughs> areas, like jumping fences with people, and like multiple people like jumping fences with me to go and find Pokemon in the world around my place and literally like a cop rolled up on us with with lights on us rolled up on us what are you guys doing out here oh play a pokemon he's like oh man is that haunter out here let me help you let me get that with you and this cop rolled out the car and caught a haunter with the rest of us it was so awesome like That's that funny. it took over for that summer well, remember, man that summer well, pokemon go took that over it was a great summer but, but pokemon remember, go was remember that came out like a week before comic-con so at comic -Con, oh yeah oh it's so good was doing it was so good uh, but uh so some other games uh i didn't know about this but roller coaster uh, before you get into it kenny uh before i forget about this my my favorite pokemon game was not the pokemon games that you would think of but it was on the game boy and it was pokemon pinball Oh yeah, pinball, pinball was good. Pinball was good. Pinball was good. I love that game. And if I am I completely oblivious, or is there still a Pokeball, Pokemon pinball game out there somewhere? The fact that you you've pronounced it differently every time you said Pokemon <laughs> makes me love the fact that you don't say Pokemon enough. But uh, I don't say Pokemon right. enough. Um, <laughs> And not to mention it was a tongue twister because it was Pokemon pinball. No, yeah. that's not a tongue twister. You said Pokey. Kinda, you said you said you said Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that, I, there is a Pokemon pinball that you can get. I believe it, there's a version of it on the Switch actually as well. So that's awesome. Probably I'm wrong. If I yeah, that. if I am wrong, correct us, and you can send all of those corrections to mess to Jack Malice at gmail.com. Absolutely, he loves. Sorry, them. Kenny, for cutting um, you off, but no, I no, you're good. Reminiscing about my hey. Pokemon pinball days, and I love so, that game. So another game announced for the Switch was Roller Coaster Tycoon, which I did not know, but I'm very excited for because I spent far too many hours in my youth playing roller coaster tycoon um the new spiral game that everyone's seen smash has been confirmed and stuff like that so here's some rumored e3 games no one's confirmed these yet so borderlands 3 um crackdown 3 which i never played the first crackdown days gone from ps4 which doesn't surprise me that actually got a february release date and you know didn't they announce that with the ps4 when it launched so, yeah i think well i think it was with the ps4 pro they announced it uh yeah, a year or I, two ago but uh you know you might be right they might have announced it with the original ps4 but you know days gone yeah i i don't know man i i feel like days gone we might miss that at e3 because of things like last of us and beyond good and evil and days gone we may not see that till gamescom later in the summer I don't know. I think they will because they just announced the release date for it for February. So I'm guessing they're going to do something for it at E3. We'll Dude, see. and here's the thing, though. If PlayStation has Days Gone um, 
if they also Kingdom Hearts three, Last of Us two, if they also have um, Beyond Good and Evil, those are four of what will probably be the biggest games for the next year, all on the C three. But uh, Beyond Good and Evil isn't a PlayStation game, right? That's a PC game. Beyond Good and Evil is a is a PlayStation game. It was actually a GameCube game originally, I believe. Oh, I'm thinking of Black and White. You remember that old Black and yeah, White? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, Beyond Good um, and Evil was the uh, like the okay. you were like the uh, reporter. It was pretty awesome. It was actually really good. I never played it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. The rumor was that I read was that they're supposed to do at least a release date for it, but who knows with that? Uh, Fable Four, Gears of War Five, uh, another Hitman. Ooh, big deal. Uh, just cause four a Kirby game, um, another Life is Strange game, Metro Exodus, and I love the Metro games, so hopefully that'd be pretty cool. Uh, the rumor is Metro Prime will be there. I doubt it, but I, I don't. Switch I, never I don't. Shows up to E3 like that. Well, and here's the thing: we got we got a screen of Metroid Prime Four last E3. If we're going to get anything Metroid Prime 4, we are going to get the most bare bones nothing. But hey, I'll take it because it's Metroid and I love me some Samus Aran. Like, I really do. But this, I mean, once again, though, if PlayStation is doing those four games I just talked about with a possibility of rumors of Final Fantasy VII Remake coming as well, Nintendo may have to drop like a Metroid Prime 4 on top of Smash Brothers a Pokemon series, multiple Pokemon games. Like, this is going to be crazy that Pokemon's coming to E3 like this. Like, it, that is so big. And they might have to drop a Metroid Prime 4 to kind of take the show, if you will. Yeah. And then um, another Ori, Ori and the Blind Forest. It's their sequel. Um, another Overcooked game. Uh, Overcooked, Shinmu. yeah. Nice. Shinmu, of, of course, again. Uh, Project Octopath and um a yoshi game uh so some other quick little um uh rumors is that you know nintendo hasn't announced it but they've been filing trademarks for an n64 mini um which would be pretty damn cool especially if it comes with those old school n64 controllers i will totally buy it <laughs> um, i still have my 64 so I not don't. my question is why does it have to be a mini why can't it be like the original size because they've I mean, done the minis on everything else and why have that you don't need that big hardware anymore when you can have it run half the size with you know a third less the plastic two-thirds less the plastic i want a big <laughs> here's yeah, here's I I, i'll give like, i'll do this like for you minis. you get you get me a mini and i'll give you my original 64 i will call it a day there you go <laughs> do you have another one to give me too and i'll give you a mini uh, either one, whichever one of you gets it to me first is going to be the winner <laughs> okay um so uh devil may cry director hideaki itsuno is expected to reveal another game he's telling people that they're wrapping up a new game they've made um, and the rumor is that it'll be another Devil May Cry, but who knows? Yeah, we'll um, see. All I know so, is that Travis Touchdown Strikes Again is going to be coming for Switch at E3. They got to give us more of that. Uh, Splatoon, Splatoon 2 is going to be playable there. And I guess people are saying it could be new DLC, but nah, I think they're just trying to push Splatoon. No, I think uh, we'll get so, DLC. So Project Red. We're, we're absolutely getting DLC because that's what got announced with Smash Brothers was DLC for. We'll, we'll see the Splatoon 2 D, DLC 
they got announced. If that already hasn't dropped, but okay. I, I don't think it has. I think it's going to be out there. So, um, so Project Red has said that they are working on an EPG that they're going to be, uh, an EPG an RPG that they're going to be showing at E3. Um, so no one said what it is yet. There's been no confirmation, but Project Red made the Witcher series, and they're saying it could be Cyberpunk 2077, but there's no uh, confirmations on that. Um, supposedly Capcom has an action-adventure game listed for the Switch for its exhibitor page. Um, no one knows anything about it yet. So, um, And then Sony announced it's going to reveal three new games leading up to E3, which would be today tomorrow and sunday they're going to be announcing other games who knows what but i just thought it'd be cool to go over that blur because there's going to be a lot of news next week and you know what isn't having a lot of news unless you just skip the list of their games but uh it, it doesn't sound like xbox is pushing a lot of stuff man um anthem is like kind of that big game but i think that's getting a, a multi-console release with yeah, xbox Anthem's yeah PC and ps4 too so the only thing on this list that i saw that was xbox that was only xbox would be gears yeah that's yeah well and, and gears and then, will be um, good but and then they just released state of decay too which i really actually wanted to get for my pc and i was talking to my brother-in-law about it, telling him i wanted to get it for my pc and he goes oh you have to have an xbox i'm like what do you mean he's like you have to buy it on your xbox and then you can go play it on your pc i was like that is a stupid that makes no sense he said that's how it works because it's it's them trying to promote that cross the cross play that's so dumb i was like that's idiotic so like, dumb i would play i would buy that right now if it was just on pc so here's the thing though is just wait another week or two and all that's going to happen is people are going to illegally pull that off of the xbox and have it on pc anyways so you'll be good well, no, you can play it on PC. Yeah, but what you I'm saying is they'll the they'll rip it, though, from that version and just make it downloadable to your PC and not have to worry about your Xbox. Yeah, the only problem is that game's always online. That's like uh, Okay, so. well, there you go, then. That's right. Yeah. State of, you're talking State of Decay. No, I get you. Yeah, because I never played the first one. No, I, it makes sense, though. I, you know, whatever. Good. You know, if that's what they're going to do, I just... I, I don't see Microsoft them succeeding well if they're if they're gonna if they're gonna have, try to focus on both fronts like that that's that's gonna hurt them i think more than help them unless because i just I, I feel like if you're going back and forth you got, you either need to be all console or all pc and and kind of figure that out so hopefully they'll get that figured because it's nice when you have the big console wars because it creates really good competition it creates really good games especially in those exclusive lines you know that's the, the we had so many good stuff like so many good games and it's going to be a bummer if you know microsoft keeps faltering like that because it'll, it'll mean some other people have to set their game up or sony's just going to be the only console really to be even worry about yeah but th doesn't microsoft have their own little thing now right didn't they because sony does sony has their own little playstation convention yeah 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 no i'm pretty sure well i mean i'm sure they do i don't know what it is but i'm sure they do but, I mean, it's making them look like a sham, for sure, when you're talking competitors, because, uh, yeah, I mean, they don't have anything. Well, they've got, they've got, uh, I mean, they're they're living and dying right now off of PUBG and Fortnite players, so. But those are God. both on, uh, are, well. Yeah, you can play them on your PUBG, PUBG is on PC, but here's the thing. 
is Fortnite's on everything, but the main communities are Xbox players, you know? PUBG has a big yeah. PC presence, but you know you're you're getting your main usage right now from the, you know your Xbox users, and they're all younger you know generations usually that are spending a lot of money on um, you know microtransactions. So uh, it's, it's crazy. My freaking niece the other day, who's ten, was playing Fortnite on her. Phone. Oh God! And I was like, so crazy. Fucking throw that phone uh, in the toilet right now. I really hate that game. <laughs> Like, I played it some more with my nephew recently. I'm just like, this game is not good. I'm like, I, was, I don't I like it. I was stealing it from her. I stole it from her and, like, was purposely making her die. Um, but, like, it's it so clunky. It just felt clunky as shit to play. It was weird. And especially I, 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 don't, I don't know why it's so popular. Like, why is it such a hit? It's free. I, like, it's free. There's so it's many free. games out there that are so much better. It's, it's a free, free shooter. It's a free yeah. shooter. That's why. It, microtransaction free entry games with microtransactions on the back end to look cool and customize your shit is it's insane how big that marketplace is and it's insane how casual gamers are willing to sacrifice small things like superior gameplay and frame rates for a free to play competitive game where you can talk some shit yeah I, I think it's uh that's unfortunate because now you just see you can see with the new Call of Duty they're talking about doing a battle royale and it's like oh they've already they've already confirmed they're gonna have one yeah it's like come on man I don't want I don't want every game I play now to force me into multiplayer that much more yeah I really do like the story modes more and it's 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 more fulfilling to me yeah so uh, can I segue into movies um, except for these two games, I'm gonna talk about real fast because since we're on games, Go we're gonna talk it. about some games. Um, Wizard of Legend on the Nintendo Switch. It's also on PC and PlayStation as well, but it's on Nintendo Switch. It is a ton of fun. I love it because it is not like a set path, right? Your your character is a wizard who enters like a a trial, a chaos trial kind of a thing where it random. You go and step on a portal, and it randomly puts you in either an ice a fire or an earth dungeon and you have to progress through the levels one by one by one and if you die you start them over again but what's really cool is all of the dungeons are randomly generated dungeons so what keeps that game so much fun is you are constantly rearranging your loadout of spells and there's something like there's something like 75 to 100 plus spells in this game and different combinations of them with your different elements like earth, wind, lightning, fire, ice, water. Um, you know, there's just there's even steel, um, you know, uh, style spells. And what's crazy is you can combine them all. You can have shielding spells. You can have offensive spells. And it just it it creates a lot of chaos. But also what's really cool is it lets you customize this super uber powered wizard that you are controlling in this whole thing and the levels are cool the 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 minions are decently challenging but the bosses and every single level the ice the fire and the earth i have yet to beat one and i've probably dumped close to 20 or 30 hours into this thing they if you do not go into that last fight with the proper offensive weapons and enough health you're gonna get that ass whooped, but they all have. Is it turn based? No, no, no. It's all it's full action, top down, like dual stick style uh, shooter kind of a system almost. 
um, I wouldn't even say dual stick because you're not constantly firing anything. You are hitting like A, X, Y, B, L, and R's. But what's really cool is it actually encourages you to up your ante and, and to be very aggressive in the game because you do have a spell charge where once you charge this full bar up from your spells and your attacks and, and uh, like successive uh, attacks and spells cast, it charges it up and then it amps up your speed, your agility, and the power of all your spells. So the whole idea is to get that bar filled up and then to unleash hell upon whatever enemy is in front of you so it wants you to be more aggressive to charge that bar but you also want to explore and clean the areas up because it makes the bosses later on easier if you find all the different portals in a dungeon you find all the different vendors in a dungeon and the dungeons all have you know vendors where you can pick up different items that boost abilities or pick up different spells if maybe you went into a dungeon and you loaded up your ice you know your ice and water spells but oh shit you into the ice and water dungeon so there'll be a vendor in there where you can swap out for fire spells it does cost money that you collect up through the dungeon but man it is just it's a ton of fun it keeps you moving it keeps you guessing and honestly every time i've gone in it's very rarely the same play twice because it randomly generates between so many different options so i'm a huge fan of wizard of legend i think it's 19 dollars or 15 bucks right now on the switch store and it's been worth every dime i've put in i i put into that so i i'm loving that right now i think it's a ton of fun does it come in a hard copy as well no download dlc chip. only yeah dlc oh, gotcha. uh or not dlc but downloadable um and then i've also been playing uh the free downloadable pokemon game pokemon cubed and it is a free-to-play um you know time walled nightmare which i cannot recommend to people uh <laughs> but it's horribly it's horribly adorable all your pokemon are cubes it's just it's not a good system as far as like capturing pokemon you have to like cook different mushrooms and items that you find throughout the world and and your stews that you cook attract pokemon to befriend you it's just not it's not that true pokemon game it's definitely like your super pokemon light like you could give this to you know the 10 year old niece the maybe even the five-year-old kids and they would get the idea of this because it's you know it's you only get so many turns before you're locked out for you know 10 20 minutes while your timer recharges and it, it's a it's a free-to-play nightmare you know i can i can already feel myself getting to certain walls right now where if i don't go back and just grind for free you, you'd have to start putting some money into this game to actually get to be progressing more throughout it so um you know, not bad, super adorable, little cute. The game plane's all kind of automatic. You just kind of hit your ability and your Pokemon are all running around and jumping and, and being adorable little pixels on the screen. Um, but after that, it's, you know, there's a little bit of customization with power and health. So it kind of helps them build a little bit with this weird grid leveling up system. Um, unless if you're dying for a Pokemon game on the Switch right now, it's free. So at least check it out. But if you're not a fan of Pokemon, you can care less about Pokemon. This you you want to just stay as far away from this thing as possible. There's no reason to go and get it if you're not a big fan. Well, that's, yeah, that, uh, that really is a bummer. With the you said it, there's 15 to 20 minutes where you just have to like wait. Yeah, like if you go through, so it gives you basically five turns. You know, you you start your day with like five turns. You go and do your five like little dungeon quests, and once you get through those five, if you don't get any other items or any other drops that give you an additional turn to recharge, it's usually somewhere between a ten to eighteen minute wait 
to get your next turn available to you. So, I mean, that the nice thing is... I'm guessing, but then I'm guessing you can pay to make that quick. Oh, yes, absolutely. You, you can absolutely point. pay. I think it's $3 to recharge that bar for like 10 turns. So it's like two ninety nine, and then you get 10 more turns to play, you know? The, um, I have no patience for that. That's good to <laughs> just like, since, I'm, since I'm going to... Going to uh, to Mexico, I was like, well, that gives me an excuse to buy a new Switch game, so I'm going to buy Battle Chasers. Oh, this yes. Is Battle Chasers is good. Oh, it's so good, dude. I love Battle Chasers. So much fun. So much greatness. You have it on Switch? Uh, I have it on PC, actually. I was going to say, yeah, because it was big on PC. It's been on PC for a while. Yeah, it was, it was a Kickstarter game. So yeah. it, it was all through our Humble Bundle or Kickstarter, one of the two. But okay. um, phenomenal, phenomenal game. It was such a cool tie-in to the comic books from the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, they did a great job with it. I love Battle Chasers. I'm a huge fan. Very, It's a nice, like, old-school JRPG difficulty style, like, difficult turn base. But yeah. as long as you do it the right way and you and you kind of do your level grinding and do it the right way and you're not just trying to run from battles, uh, you level up pretty smooth throughout it where it keeps that difficulty level just right that you're never like mindlessly trying to get through fights. There is You do want to be watching what you're doing because you can get overwhelmed pretty quickly if you're not just doing shit the right way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to buy it, but I'm waiting until like the day before I leave town to buy it and download it. So I have nice. like, something fresh and new. Uh, get, and, so. and put the headphones on on that one, because listening oh, to yeah. the banter, like they actually did a pretty good job with a lot of the voice acting and stuff in that. Like I love listening to some of the character banter and stuff in that. It's fun. Cool. Good. I'm excited for it then. You should be. I, I Great game. Play, I did play... Um, uh, Nino Kunai 2 a good amount more. I'm at like ten and a half hours in that game now, and I've uh, so you've met... barely scratched the nuts of it. Pretty much. I've actually <laughs> so I've formally built all the buildings in my kingdom, but you can level up your kingdom a bunch. So I'm doing some more missions and stuff, but it's actually like it, I feel like it's picking up now, and it's really starting to grow on me a lot. Like I felt like I was kind of like forcing my my myself through some of the early of the game but now it's really starting to like pull me along and say like come on you know you want to go do that mission it's like yeah i do want to go do that mission let's go do that mission real quick. let's go do that mission it's yeah start, it's starting to drag me in there's still parts that bother me there's still there's and i think it it's mainly either it's mainly the the um what do you call it like the 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 uh, the many not many events you know like whenever you talk to someone and, and the text is you just have to read the text yeah yeah, and, yeah but when it could be full animation with voice acting and it's not and it, they do a really bad job in my opinion at times of like you're in a big story event and you get like 10 seconds of animation talking and then the camera kind of slides back and it's just yeah and then you're reading yeah no really for sure for sure. Well, and speaking of like class, you know, big JRPGs, because uh, you know Kunai Two is a lot of fun. But uh, Square Enix, man, with them dropping, you know, possibly Final Fantasy VII remake, definitely Kingdom Hearts Three. Um, I think they're doing some Tomb Raider stuff as well. But um, Dragon Quest Eleven is ready to release and drop. And I mean, that's a game right there that like people in Japan shut down, you know, jobs for when this game releases how big that series is i mean it's bigger than final fantasy and you know uh persona games combined in japan 
and that has me excited because i i love those old school rpgs like that and dragon quest is phenomenal and and that's kind of what uh nino kunai too you know I, I always got that feeling from that game the same feelings i got from dragon quest so that just kind of reminded me of that thinking about you playing nino, nino kunai i was wondering if we got an announcement for dragon quest 11 coming from e3 this year because that will be killer but back at it, because that was not that was mo- not uh, nonsense mosh pit moment right there, yeah. where I just went sidetracked you guys. So but, I apologize. No, I think it, I think it was listed on the game, so nice. it's classic mosh pit, man. That's what we do. That's what shit happens around here. So let's, uh, you guys, if you guys are done with video games, let's move on. Let's, uh, what uh, movies? You guys watch any movies before we get into the big TV shows? Movies. Uh, I, I mean, I Solo. That yeah, was we talked about that at the beginning, but other than that, I'm trying to think. I watched um, a couple documentaries. I watched one called Citizen Soldier on Amazon Prime Video because I'm fresh out of things to watch on Netflix, at least documentaries. Um, And it was really interesting. It was like a a footage following National Guardsmen in Oklahoma who got deployed to like the shittiest of shit places in Afghanistan and are making like first contact with villages who haven't seen anyone else since the 80s, since the Russians. And it was extremely intense. It was body cam footage and it was very, very, very intense. Um, uh, I also watched on Prime Video What Happens in Vegas which, Matt, I kind of wanted your input on this because I know you lived out in Vegas for, what, a good year, right? Yeah. Were the cops assholes? Uh, when I, so when I was out there, they weren't because they were on strike and they were trying to get more money from the state, uh, well, from the city, and they didn't really give a shit about anything when I was out there. Yeah, because this is basically going over the blatant police brutality that happens in Vegas and how every time they kill someone for no fucking reason, they get on the news and talk about how the person had a DUI 10 years ago, and that makes them a bad person. And it was really shocking. It was really shocking to see kind of the twist it is, you know, and there's these activists in Vegas who are like, yeah, everyone else, yeah, people are shot, you know, but that shit happens in Vegas all the time, but they're really good at making the people look, all the people look like bad people. And it's, it was really depressing how like, you know, it's like they have these comments from cops who are saying, yeah, if you shoot someone by Christmas time, you get six weeks off and you get a bunch of money. It's awesome. And like the, the actual documented, you know, people saying that, and that is the, the at least this, I'm not saying all the Las Vegas PD, but at least the ones looked at in this documentary. So it was pretty eye-opening. And then it had a big tie at the end. I'm like, I think I got like five minutes left of it to the Vegas shooting. I'm, it's kind of a conspiracy, whatever. Um, but then I also finished Narcos. That's what took up a big chunk of my time. I finished season three. And, it's, and I had no idea season three was out until you texted us about that. It, it came out in like August last year. It's been out for a good while, but man, is it really good. I watched like four episodes of it, and for some reason I stopped. And I was like, I'm just gonna start watching this again. And it was great. It was just awesome to follow the the Cali cartel. And there's definitely gonna be a season four. Um, and uh, uh, whenever you guys do watch it, I'm just gonna throw it out there that Pacho is probably number two biggest badass in Narcos. 
in, in all those seasons so far nice. because he's smooth and just a badass and that whole show was just it was i was so excited watching it again it was it was great i mean it's like eight or ten episodes all an hour long it's a lot of girth to that show it always has um, been and yeah this is saying september of 2017 so i was i was yeah. getting ready to be moving so i know i was getting i was way distracted around that time yeah, so. so um i'm surprised that they still um it we're able to keep it going without pablo escobar sorry spoiler alert if no one's watched season two you know but i'm surprised they were able to keep it going after that and it looks like they're still going to keep it going for another season so i'm very interested in it nice and uh, that sounds fantastic wait hold on a second i might be mixed up in my narcos season one and two was pablo escobar right yeah correct Oh, okay, so yes, I I knew there was a season three uh, about Kylie. I, I for some reason I thought the Pablo Escobar one was all in one season. My bad. No, no, it was split. No, nope, right. it was split up. Uh, yeah, the Kelly Cartel is what's up after though. So, um, and I'm for all I know, I may have watched it, just didn't remember it, but uh, I don't think I did. Anyways, so yeah, Netflix. Um, you know, I've been watching actually a lot of Office. I've been watching. A lot, I've been trying to get through that. I'm finally on season nine. And Dude, I'm I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie, I like this so I like the show so much better once Michael Scott left in like season eight, season seven. There, it was. <laughs> God, he, I, uh, he just I fucking bothered me so much. I think I think uh, one of my favorite things about Comedy Central now is they play The Office like every weekday afternoon oh, at nice. like six o'clock. So like after we're eating dinner, right before like I'm watching the kids and Heather might be cooking something, like I totally put on The Office and it's so great because nice. I have such a strong like just love for that show. Did you watch the wedding episode? Uh, Jim and Pam's. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you cry? No, not at all. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> no, never. Uh, didn't even get close, actually. Um, Did you cry, Kenny? Almost. Here's yeah. the thing, That's man. Like I just, I, I love, I'm loving the office. I love PB and J. I love Dwight. I love, uh, I love Creed. I, I love, I love Andy. Uh, so I, I love me some Nard Dog, dude. And. <laughs> I'm a big fan of a lot of the characters, but I'm just not attached to any of them like I was when I watched Parks and Rec for some reason. Like Parks and Rec to me is still a far superior show than The Office, but I know Agreed. that's not that's not a popular opinion by most. I know when people are yelling at us, and I'm so happy that Nick is here to back me up on it because not many people do. I mean, Parks and Rec is just epic. Aziz uh, Ansari's character is amazing. Andy Dwyer, played by Chris Pratt. Without the Office, I know it wouldn't be there without the Office. I know that. It's but, just better. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. The Empire Strikes Back wouldn't have been there without the original Star Wars, but that's a far per- superior movie than the original Star Wars. So. No, this is not like <laughs> I'm tying it back in. I'm tying it back in. Uh, so sometimes agree the, to disagree. I'm sometimes the 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 clones, the sequels are better than the original. So that's the fun part about that. So, um, no, I, I yeah. Other than that, I haven't really done a lot of Netflix stuff. But I did go watch um, Hotel Artemis. Uh, good flick. It just was a lot of. Um, so here's the thing what I liked about Hotel Artemis the most is it reminded me of being in that kind of futuristic world of like crime and like kind of terror and just bad guys and like really cool technologies and stuff like that. 
as like Escape from New York did. The problem with Hotel Artemis versus something like Escape from New York is there was no badass character like a Snake Bliskin. Like there was just, you know, there's a group of folks that they tried to get you emotionally involved with or just at least involved with. And you never kind of kind of got there. You didn't really have a lot of feelings or, or care about any of these characters. But it, it was still a good flick, still fun. I you know just not something I would say go out and rush and run to go see. Uh, probably something you want to go watch on a after a few beers with a buddy more than you want to go like out and just watch it solo. Anyways, so uh, still good flick. And then I went and watched Hereditary. Uh, so this is like the creepy, you know, that's supposed to be terrifying. right? Uh, so I had a really bad audience and it really pissed me off. Cause we had like this group of like five kids that came in and were just talking shit and fucking, you know, taking photos for fucking Snapchat and stuff. And it really, oh god, it really pissed me off because their phones were off the whole time. They were talking during the whole movie and actually, and here's the thing. The movie itself was actually pretty fucking creepy. It was really good. It was a little long though. Honestly, it, it was it was maybe it was maybe 15, 20 minutes, a little too much. But holy shit, the the piece that you like, because here's the best part about what Hereditary did is you every scene from every trailer you that I have seen that has been out that I know of. They don't show anything past like the first 15 minutes of the movie. And that back portion of the film that is not shown in any of the trailers is fucking mind melting some of these parts of just like what the shit is going on why is all this going like it is great some of these things going on in that film are so intense and so crazy i mean there there was a moment in that film where even those shithead kids down on the floor everybody went silent for a good five minutes because of what had happened and you were just an absolute shock at what was going on in that film so i take it you didn't go to alamo draft house to watch this unfortunately i did not and i should have because god that pissed me off oh i was so mad i actually and here's the thing here's the thing that was even worse is a guy in the theater was like telling him to shut up shut up a couple other people including myself got into it shut the hell up stop talking and there's like a lot of like this was actually and here's the thing I should have known better I went to the really shitty ghetto theater down just down the street from my place and I there's security guards everywhere and things like that but no one gives a shit as long as no one's fighting or shooting around there about what goes on everything else is just whatever as long as no one's fighting no one's shooting who gives a shit what else is happening and I should have known better for a scary movie. Probably should have gone and tried to find it in another theater that I could have maybe enjoyed it more. But still very enjoyable. Still recommended if you're in need for a scary film. Uh, not quite as good and suspenseful as A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place is still reaching that top on suspense levels and things like that for me. But man, that shit. Hereditary is fucking creepy. It is a creepy ass film. Heard of it. Um, is there any notable actors or actresses? Uh, in it? Tony Collette is the big name in it. Okay. Yeah, she's the big name, and she's insane in this film too. And you, and that's oh, they just do a really good job of playing off of kind of some of the mental aspects of psychosis and and things like that. That you, the whole movie, you're kind of guessing what the fuck is going on, and not until that very end moments. Are you finally like, holy shit, why did that go? Oh my god, what is happening? Like, and it really has a strong I I like the finish. It was strong. And our favorite creepy woman from uh, the leftovers is in it. Um 
why can't I think of her name right now? Who's the crazy woman that never stops talking? Uh, Pam? No, oh, was, um, gosh, what is her name? Kenny, what is it? The crazy uh, woman who doesn't stop talking. Yeah, she never. In the leftovers. She never stops talking in the leftovers. They, uh, Patty. Patty. Oh yeah. Boom. Yeah. Patty. Patty is in um the this movie as well, and and she's really good in it too. She she doesn't really play a big part or anything like that, but man, she kind of sets some shit up where you're like, what the fuck, Patty? You creepy bitch. <laughs> Patty, what are you doing back here? <laughs> Patty, I'm you're Patty. supposed to be dead. <laughs> You were thrown down she's, a well for a reason, Patty. That actress is pretty damn good. <laughs> she's great. She did an excellent job in uh, The Leftovers. She's very, very good. And this was a very strong film, too. I was a big fan. I really liked it, even despite the shitheads in the theater. I really can't wait to watch this one again, like, at my place, with all the lights off, late at night. Like, I'm hoping this hits, like, right at Halloween time, because this will be, like, that perfect Halloween kind of film. Uh, to get your ass like scared up for some Halloween shit. So, big fan. I recommend going and watching the theater with a good audience. But other than that, TV shows, uh, gentlemen, I have been a very terrible human, and I am not caught up on Westworld. Shame. I know. Shame. I was, was going to say, Shame. like, we can't even i don't really feel right even talking about it unless you're caught up perfect because we're at an hour so let's end this episode <laughs> and on our next episode early next week we will talk uh we will talk about westworld and i promise i will be all caught up i'm i'm last week and then when this week comes out on sunday i'll be all caught up so we'll we'll be good to go on our next episode of westworld if that's, that's cool with you that's good because i need more time to think about it because this last episode is a fucking mind fuck oh, okay yes, cool agree, awesome Kenny. i'm gonna all watch right. it again as well <laughs> all right cool that works then so with with all that being said uh let's let's go ahead and cut this one up guys i appreciate your guys' time for coming on it's a little later than what we normally do for recording uh especially in the weekend at this time of night but uh kenny where can everybody find you sir that's well barefoot nick raider 0314 and i myself and the big papa matt you can follow us at malice-corp.com or on twitter at nerd mosh pit um you can also email all your hate mail to jack.malice or if you want to just talk to us or join any of our conversations like i said follow us on twitter or email us at nerd mosh pit at gmail.com we can't thank you all enough for all the likes the comments and subscribes we really can't appreciate um you know we really can appreciate but can't appreciate it enough for all the five star reviews the likes the comments it really goes a long way to making sure we're having fun you guys are having fun and the feedback we get so thank you all so much for the time the effort and uh like don't uh don't be ever be afraid to jump into conversation you're hearing uh just watch out for the flying elbows and some spit that might happen in the mosh pits so i hope you guys enjoy your night and thank you for listening don't come back this was a triumph i'm making a note here huge success It's hard to overstate my satisfaction.